you can see him, and, uh, and, and uh, we'd love to get you involved with that. But uh, as you know, Pastor Daniel is away today, so I get the honor of bringing forth the word. And uh, I've, I've never been to Misery, but it sounds nice. I mean, Missouri, my bad. Uh, I, it sounds nice. Um, but I'd like to pray for our pastor today. Would you, would you join me in praying for him? He's going to bring the word uh, a couple more times before he comes back home. So let's just lift him up today. Father, we thank you, Lord, for our pastor. Thank you, God, for him. Thank you for his leadership. Thank you, God, for, for, uh, for his life and his family, Lord. And we just bless him today, God. We just ask, Lord, that you would protect him even as he travels home. I pray, Lord, that you would... Put your fire on him, Lord, as he delivers a word to those churches. I pray that you would encourage those people. Lord, may your word come forth through his, through, through his vessel, Lord. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in him and through him. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. just want to say hello also to the people online. So thankful that you guys are with us today. And uh, hopefully you're there in James chapter 1. And we're going to start with verse 2. But before we do, I heard this story the other day. I heard this story the other day of this couple that, uh, you know, they enjoyed coffee. Anybody enjoy coffee in this place? They would, they would you know, they would, they would make coffee in the morning, and they kind of had a disagreement because, you know, they wanted to stay in bed as long as they could, and, and whoever had to make the coffee had to get up and make it. You know, they couldn't stay in bed for that extra time. So they were arguing, and they were, they were you know, it just kept on going on week after week and day after day. They would just argue and argue and argue about who's going to get up and make the coffee. Come on. Extra five minutes is like a thousand hours, you know, in the morning when you're tired. You know what I'm saying? So they're arguing. And, and finally this lady, she's just, you know, I found in the scripture where it says that the man is supposed to get up and make the coffee. And, and he goes, oh, there is, there is nothing in scripture that says it. She's, no, I'm telling you, there is. And I found it. I'm going to show it to you. So she flips open her Bible and she said, look, now you're going you're gonna to have to brew the coffee now. Okay. Look right here. And he, and he kind of leans over and she says, look, he brews. <laughs> Gentlemen, you're getting up to make the coffee. No. <laughs> Praise the Lord. James chapter 1. And this is a familiar passage to most of us. But uh, I, I, I found myself lost in this and just really God revealing things to me. In and through this even familiar passage that I've read time and time again. So would, if you would, look at verse 2 and let's read it together. It says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And let patience have its perfect work, that you can be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And look at verse 5. It says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. It is a lamp unto our feet and a light upon our path. We just ask, Lord, that you'd have your way in this service, God. May every heart be open to receive and every ear to hear. We thank you, God, for the direction that we get from your word. Lord, I don't know where I'd be without your word. Thank you, God. For what you speak to us, Lord. Speak to us today. Let your Holy Spirit continue to rest in this place. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. I once heard a pastor, he said that a quiet church is a dead church. I don't know if I, I completely agree with that, but I do like you responding. So this morning, if you feel led, just give me an amen. Go for it. 
Go for it. Next time Pastor Daniel gets back, you, something inspires you, you just get a jolt in your spirit, just shout it out. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, today, I don't know in your life if, if you've gone through a trial before. I don't know if any of you guys have had any days where it just, I mean, it just seems like nothing can go right. Anybody had a day like that? Just everything just seems to be going wrong, man. And, uh, I, it, you know, just thinking about that and, and the days that I've had like that, it reminded me of a story of Pastor Daniel that he, that he told. And I actually have his permission to tell the story. So praise the Lord. He was, uh, he was going to preach. He was on Maui and he was going to preach uh, in, in our extension in Oahu. They invited him to go and preach on a Sunday morning. So he, he got up that morning ready to go preach, and he had stayed up till about 3.30 in the morning. He stayed up really late. He got like three hours of sleep, something like that. And he had to get up at 3.30 in the morning to be at our, uh, our, our, our first service in Maui's at 6 a.m. So the staff shows up at 5 a.m. to pray. So, uh, so he got up at 3.30 that morning, got ready, and he, he went to grab his suit out of his bag, and he looked at his suit. And just so happened, the suit that he was going to wear, the thing that he had prepared, the only suit that he brought with him to Maui from here was this suit. And he looked at the jacket and looked at the pants, and they were two different shades of blue. And I don't know if you know anything about that, but that's just like, oh, man, I don't know if I can do that. So he was like, oh, I can't wear this. And on top of that, he, the, the thing that he could wear, it just so happened the pants, he had, he had kind of outgrown them a little bit. And, and so they wouldn't button correctly and and so he like pulled out his shirt and he's like oh man i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go you know i'm not prepared but i'm just gonna go so he he drives down uh down to the airport jumps on the airplane jumps the puddle and he gets to oahu and he's like oh man i am exhausted his words are i cannot function on less than seven hours of sleep anybody like that come on i gotta get some sleep in. i gotta take a power nap or something just to keep me going he slept all the way the 20 minute ride all the way to oahu gets he gets to oahu and he's like, oh, my goodness, I don't know if I'm going to survive without coffee. So he stops at Starbucks. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for Starbucks. I know a lot of you guys are Kalani believers, but I'm staying faithful to the SB. Hallelujah. So he stops at Starbucks, and he grabs himself a coffee and grabs himself an oatmeal. And uh, he goes over to the creamer station and opens his coffee, opens his oatmeal, and he has, like, this packet of uh, like nuts and, and, and raisins, and he begins to shake them like this. You know how you shake it to get everything to the bottom before you open it? He starts shaking it, and all of a sudden the thing just bursts, and everything goes everywhere. And he's looking around, and he, see the, he sees the janitor guy for the airport staring at him with evil eyes <laughs> because the guy had just swept the floor, you know. And Pastor Daniel, I, he, he goes, I, I, don't, I don't know if anything can get worse from here. Well, the answer is, yes, it can. <laughs> And so he, he's like, oh, I just got to hurry up. The guy's waiting for me at the curb. So he starts stirring his coffee, splashes coffee on his suit. He's like, oh, my goodness. Puts the lid on his coffee, puts the lid on his oatmeal. I'll just eat it later. Walks out to the curb, and this guy pulls up. He's like, hey, Pastor Daniel. Pastor Daniel goes to step down, but it's not a regular curb. It was like not one of these. It looks like this stair right here, but it was like a foot and a half or something. He steps down. When he steps down, he just rams right into the car and spills coffee on himself again. He's like, oh my, can anything else go wrong today? God, just please don't let me get in a wreck. <laughs> he gets in the car, and it's a nice air-conditioned car. Hallelujah in Hawaii. The palm trees blowing. And he's in an AC car, and he's driving to the church. Lord, please, come on, Lord, don't let me get in an accident. 
And uh, they go to take a turn. And just so happened, I guess something was, they were having an issue with the AC or something. But he, on the passenger side, the AC thing dumped a ton of water into his shoe. I just, can anything get worse? Well, the answer is yes, it can. And I remember Pastor Daniel saying this to me. He said, you know, I sat there and all these things were happening. It just seemed like nothing could go right. But even through all that, I knew that God had something good for those people I was about to preach to. That even though I was going through all these trials, God must have something good at the end. And so today... I want to talk to you about going through trials because I believe that whether you're in a trial today or, or, or in the future, you probably will encounter a trial. I believe that it's important to have the right response. Many times when we go through trials, we have a response, God, why me? You know, you stop at the vending machine during lunch hour because you forgot your lunch and, and you grab a bag of M&Ms. And, you know, I don't know if you ever opened a bag of M&Ms at the top, you know, trying to get it, you know, just so it pops open a little bit so you can pour it in your hand. And then it's got that tension, it's just going to explode, you know. You just don't know what's going to happen. And then it just explodes. All of a sudden, all your M&Ms are on the ground. You're like, God, why me? You know, there's times where we go, God, why me? In the midst of this trial, why me? Why now? Why this? Why that? We also respond, God, who, whose fault is it that I'm in this? Why, what, what's the deal, man? What's going on? I, I, I want to take a journey today through this passage only so that we can come to a conclusion of having the right response. See, I believe that, that no matter what we go through, I believe that God will give us the strength that we need. I believe that, that in the moments of trial, it's very important what our response is. Because if we respond in, in saying, why me? Or, or how come this is happening? We can find ourselves going down a, a road that doesn't lead us to great things. But if we respond in such a way saying, God, I know that you'll give me the strength to continue. I know that you're with me. And though I go through the trial, you give me what I need. And that is enough. And it's reason for continuing. If you're taking notes today, I'd like you to write down the title of my message is Reason to Continue. Reason to Continue. I don't know if you've seen someone in a trial before, um, but James, he points out something to us today. When I, when I see people in trials, I, I don't necessarily see them all, all happy and jumpy, but, but James here, he says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And I, and I, and I kind of think about it, and it really what it means is, let it lead you to joy. Let it lead you to a place of joy. I, it, I, when's the last time you went through a trial? Did that lead you to joy? Come on. I don't know the last time I was like, yeah, this is awesome, man. I'm like, I'm looking at this patch and I'm going to go, James, man, what's wrong with you, bro? Did you hit your head on the fig tree when you wrote this? I'm like, come on. Who, who goes, yeah, this is awesome. I just love going through trials. It just feels so good. We don't do that. But James says, let it lead you to a place of joy. I, I, I think of people, and even myself, at times when I go through trials, and, and, and joy is the last thing on my mind. Really, when I see people, you know, having joy or thinking that they have joy, it's when things are going good. 
You know, they just got a raise or, you know, their family's just doing awesome. But I, I, I would like to point out the difference between happiness and joy. Happiness, happiness is based off of circumstance. See, we can be happy when things are going good, but the moment that things go bad, where goes, there goes our happiness. We don't have a smile on our face anymore. Happiness is based off a of circumstance, but joy is based off of a depth and a deep relationship with God. That no matter what will come, you can still stand in God and say, Thank you, Lord. You are good and your mercy endures forever. James says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Uh, that's a challenge in itself. Hallelujah. But our response should be, God, even though it's difficult, I know that you have something for me through this. And so you, you search deep down for a reason to continue. He goes on to say, the testing of your faith develops perseverance. It works perseverance. Some of your translations say perseverance. Mine happens to say patience. The testing of your faith produces patience. It produces something in you. At times we, we, we just think that we're just going through situations and trials and there's no purpose to them well the truth is is that there is purpose did you know that god will allow you to be tested you go oh my goodness god is like yes god will allow you to be tested consider our brother job in the old testament god will allow you to be tested look turn to first corinthians 10:13 if you can quick enough if if not i'm gonna i'm just gonna go ahead and say it first corinthians 10:13 it says No temptation has overcome you, such that is common to man. But God is faithful. Everybody say, God is faithful. God is faithful who will not, now listen closely, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. That word tempted really means to be tried. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. With the temptation, He will also make a way of escape. That you may be able to bear it. That's a good word. That though we may be tempted, we may be tried. You know, God will give us the strength that we need to overcome. If not, He's going to give us the back door. Come on. We see ourselves up against the wall and we say, God, there's no way that this is going to happen. Well, when all the doors are closed, God will open a window. Come on. God will not tempt you. God will test you. He'll put you to the test. But He will not tempt you, it says later on in James. You continue to read James 1. God does not tempt, but I know someone who does. The devil likes to tempt. The devil likes to put the pressure on. The devil likes to put us in situations that try to destroy us, to try to disrupt what God is trying to do inside of us. And we won't let Him. It says in 1 Peter 5, verse 8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's out to get you, ladies and gentlemen. But God is so sufficient, even when you're not, He will give you the ability to stand in the midst of trial. He will provide for your every need. Can I get an amen up in this place? God is good. It produces patience. The root word of the word patience really means to remain. It means to remain. 
in the midst of a storm, I, I think of a tree in the midst of a storm. When I think of to remain, I think of a tree in the midst of a storm that, that though the storm will just blow constantly and the winds will push hard, you're able to remain. See, because when a, when a tree goes through a storm, the roots hold that tree firm. It holds that tree from being knocked down and destroyed. See, when you go through a storm, ladies and gentlemen, your roots of faith have to dig down deep. You've got to find something inside of you that says, there is reason to continue. There is reason to stand strong in the midst of my trial. I think of a little girl getting her hair combed by her mom that's got tons of knots inside. Just wiggling and, and squirming and wanting, ah! Just want to get out. They don't want to, they don't want to stay there and, 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 and get the tangles out. You know, because I, it's fine. You can have tangles. I mean, people are having sporting dreads nowadays. You can just let it all go. It's, it's, it's an awesome style. I actually thought about doing that. <laughs> I think of a little girl getting her hair pulled on. She just doesn't like it. She, she just, it's just uncomfortable. Our trials are uncomfortable, but if you would just let the process go through, you'd come out the other side with beautiful flowing hair. I'm reminded of a young man who used to serve in ministry with me. He, uh, he would serve in our ministry for, for a, a given amount of time, but while he was serving, he would jump from ministry to ministry. He started in the youth ministry and then would jump to the music ministry, then jump to this ministry and jump to that ministry. He even jumped extensions. And I was, I, I, I observed over the years of why he was doing that. And I really felt like God says, because he's not willing to stand even when things get hard. When, when that ministry leader confronts him, he gets uncomfortable and doesn't like the pulling and the tugging. He's not willing to go through the process to have himself refined. And so when, when he would get uncomfortable, he would jump from ministry to ministry, never letting God really deal with the things inside of him. See, we have the same opportunity. We can go, God, why me? I, I'm so uncomfortable. And look for every back door that we can pro possibly find, even ones that are not from God. We can look to just get out of situations. Maybe your coworker doesn't, doesn't treat you so nice. Maybe you're having an issue in your marriage. That you need God to help you. Maybe there's things that are going on. Maybe you lost a loved one. Very difficult to lose a loved one. But even in the midst of that, you say, God, I'm going to stand here in the midst of this trial because I know that you're going to bring me through. And at the end of this tunnel, when I come out the other side, I'm going to be standing stronger than I ever was before. I think of when I was younger... My, my dad passed away when I, was, when I was quite young. I was 14 years old. He died in a plane crash. And I remember in those moments, it was very, very difficult. Very, very difficult. If you've ever lost a loved one, you know how it feels. It's very, very difficult. But I always wondered, God, there must be a reason why you had me go through something like that. There must have been a reason. And it wasn't not, 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 it was not long, a couple years down the road after I'd gotten saved, that God really revealed to me His purpose. Now, I'm not saying that's the only reason and that God does that for, 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 his, for those specific reasons, but I found something good 
in what had happened to me. That though my dad was taken from me at, a, at such a young age, I found myself a couple years down the road encountering two specific young men at two different times that their father was taken away from them at the very same time and I was able to minister peace, joy, and love to them and I go, wow God, my dad was taken away from me and I get to strengthen somebody else even though I go through a trial, you still turn all things to good. And I go, my goodness, thank you God. And that, that puts me in a place that even now when I go through trials, I go through difficulties that I don't understand, I cannot comprehend, I go, God, give me reason to continue. Give me reason to fight. Give me the strength. Give me the revelation that I need to push forth. I know you have something good on the other side, and I know that light is so far down the tunnel, but I know when I get down there, though you've given me a reason to continue, I get to the end, I'm standing strong. God is good. He is good. We may not understand, but He is good. You say, Minister Alex, how do I know the difference between when it's God putting me through a test and it's the devil attacking me? Well, I don't necessarily have the answer for you, but I do have a slight answer in a way. Verse 5, it says, he that lacks wisdom, let him ask. You may be going through something that you have no clue how to deal with. We go through those. <laughs> You may have no clue how to deal with it. You may, you, your, your heart probably can't even process it. Your brain can't even fathom what you're going through. But I will tell you, he that lacks wisdom, let him ask God. He will come. He will provide everything that you need. Because even when we're not sufficient, he is. He is good. He is good. There's none like our God. That though we go through trials, Though we have no reason, God will give us a reason to continue the fight. He will give us the reason and the strength that we need, the wisdom that we need to go through our situation. I think of gold and, and the process that gold has to go to to become what, what we see on our hands and on our, on our necklaces and, and things of that sort. And I think of something that's so beautiful you know, and I, I looked at the process of what happens with gold. Something that's so beautiful, something so precious that every, probably every one of us values in some way of another or another. I look at the process. Did you know that when they mine gold, it looks just like a rock? It just looks like a, oh, it's a very special rock. <laughs> it just looks like a rock with a little bit of shiny stuff. But it gets broken down. It gets crushed and smashed and put through tons of processes. And one of the final processes before it's been putting in, into its mold is that it's put into over a thousand degrees of heat. It's put in the fire and it's being melted down. It's being refined. And what takes place in that process is the impurities begin to float to the top and they, they scrape off the impurities. 
A lot of times we don't understand what this trial is doing for us. But let me tell you, if you would just go through the process and say, God, give me a reason to continue, and you continue on that process and you walk through the the trial with faith, even though it's being tested, you walk through with faith, God is just making you into the thing that he desires for you, that though you go through the fire, you will come out the other side with all those impurities scraped off the top, and there you sit, a beautiful creation, something that was stronger, is stronger than it was before. We have reason to continue, ladies and gentlemen. If God before us, who can be against us? Come on. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. He will give you what you need. Jesus is sufficient for us. God is sufficient for us in our trial. Are you looking for a way out? Are you, are you looking to complain and bicker and say, Why me, God? I thought you were good. I thought things were just supposed to be all peachy keen. Did you, some people think that Christianity is just supposed to be a, a skip through a, through a dandelion field with a lollipop in their mouth. The honest truth is that we go through trials. The truth is, is that we will encounter things, ladies and gentlemen. The devil will tempt us. The devil will try us. God will allow us to go through tests, but it's for our own good. It's so that we can have God's best for our life. That young girl doesn't doesn't want to be pulled and tugged on. But the mom knows best that a clean flowing hair is comfortable. And it's beautiful. And if we would but go through the process, ladies and gentlemen, we would let God have His way in our life. We would come out the other side having His best for us. It would produce something in us that we would not change for the world. Amen. Would you bow your heads with me today? You might be in this place today and you say, Minister Alex, I'm going through a trial. If that's you, would you just slip up your hand right now? You're going through a trial. You can put your hands down. I want to pray for you that are going through a trial. I'm believing that God will give you the strength that you need. I believe that God will give you a reason to continue. He'll give you the faith that you need. He'll give you the wisdom. Father, I pray for those that are going through trials today. I pray, God, that you would begin to stir in their hearts a reason to continue. I pray that you would give them the faith that they need. Lord, though it's being tested, I pray, Lord, that you would provide for every need. I pray that you would comfort their hearts. I pray, Lord, that you would come upon them with your Holy Spirit, that you would rest upon them, that you would strengthen them, that though they're being blown from left to right and that their roots are being tugged on, I pray that you would give them the strength that they need to continue on. I pray, Lord, that you would lead them into your best. And though it's hard, God, I pray that you would remind them of the reason to continue. Thank you, God, for each person that's here. In Jesus' name, with every head bowed, continue to have your head bowed and and people praying. If you're in this place today, you say, Minister Alex, that's great and all, going through trials, but 
I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I've never asked Him to be Lord of my life. And you might be in this place and, and you, you don't know if on the way home today, if you got in a car wreck, if you would go to heaven. I want to allow you to have the opportunity to have the assurance that if you were to die today, you would go to heaven. If you're in this place, you say, Minister Alex, I've never received Jesus, but you want to today. Or maybe you say, Minister Alex, I used to serve God, but I walked away. I stopped serving Him. And you want to come back today. You want to receive Jesus once again. Make Him Lord of your life once again. I want to give you that opportunity today. If you're one of those two people today, you say, Minister Alex, I either want to come back to the Lord from walking away from Him, or I want to receive Him for the first time. If that's you on the count of three, I want you to just slip up your hand. One, two, three. That's you. You want to receive Jesus today for the first time. I see that hand. Or you want to come back to the Lord. I see the hand. God bless you. God bless you. Would you all stand with me in this place? You can put your hands down. Would you stand in this place this morning? To me, there's nothing greater. There's no greater gift than the gift of salvation. It says that the angels rejoice every time one person comes to the knowledge of God, comes to Jesus. So I want us all together today, those who raise their hands, thank you for making that decision today. But we're going to say this prayer. And it's not a magic prayer that just the combination of words that just make it right. It's really your heart saying, God, I want to make you the Lord of my life. I want to serve you with everything that I have. Would you all repeat this prayer after me? Dear Heavenly Father, please forgive me for everything that I've done. I know that you died on the cross for me so my sins could be forgiven. And I know you rose again so I could have eternal life. Thank you for loving me. And thank you for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Can we give a round of applause? Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Find a reason to continue. God is good even in the midst of our trials. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Pastor Karen. Awesome. Thank you, Mr. Alex. Good word this morning. Take hands with someone now. We're, we'll close our service in a quick word of prayer. Don't miss tonight. Minister Tim will be ministering, preaching. And then on Tuesday Tuesday night, uh, Pastor Vince will be bringing forth the word. And my husband comes home. Yeah. Oh, just had to throw that in there. Sorry. <laughs> Lord, thank you. Lord, I pray that you would bless your people. God, that you would cause your face to shine upon them. God, lift up your countenance to them. Be gracious to them. Keep them and give them peace as they go today. In Jesus' name. Thank you for what you did today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thanks for coming today and God bless you.